Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross, former Army football fullback, former Army assistant coach, a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. And we appreciate Higher Echelon sponsoring this podcast. I know Joe Ross is probably uh, still singing the Army alma mater right now after the Black Knights' 23-3 win over number 17 in the AP poll Air Force at um, at Mile High in Denver. Um, what a win. W- one of the best wins we've seen um, Army in a while, and we have Seth Mendelson of Black Knight Nation with us today to talk about it. We might have other people drop in and out of the podcast. We'll see who shows up. But we, um, man, Seth, you got to um, – coming into the game – I only know really one person that really picked Army to win. Even Army fans were, you know, pretty honest about their pick. They thought that they hoped that Army could stay in the game. They hoped Army could win. But Army was 18-point underdogs in this game. And I wonder if this is one of their biggest wins against the spread, at least, as an underdog in a long, long time. Um, Man, we can go over all the facts and figures. We could say, hey, it's their first win over an AP ranked team since 1972 we can say it's the first time that air force did not score a touchdown in the game since 2017 when army shut them out in colorado springs we can talk about air force's 13 game winning streak snapped we could talk about army's five game losing streak snap i mean i think i got all of them out um just what a win Fantastic win. Uh, I've been an Army fan since the 60s, and uh, this is definitely, in my opinion, the biggest win Army has had um, in the many, many years I've followed the team. Um, uh, they, uh, you know, we can talk about the 16 team when they beat Navy, which was a great game too. Um, I, the I was extremely impressed with the defense, extremely impressed with the special teams, including the punting, uh, and of course the the, the field goal kicking um, by Quinn. Uh, three three field goals did everything he was supposed to do. Uh, the kickoffs were fantastic, as Coach Munkin said after the game. Um, the offensive line, the first half played really well, a lot of uh, creating a lot of holes uh, for Daly to go through. Um, and the defense, as I said before, played a, a fantastic game. Uh, one of the best games and most rewarding games I've seen Army play uh, in my many years of, of, of following them. And um, I was very impressed. Very impressed. Guys, if you're watching now, please send in your comments and questions. We'll post them on. We'll answer them. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it started off pretty strong for Army. They were able to get a touchdown on their first drive, 62 yards, Bryson Daly. And um, so I looked it up. Bryson Daly had 36 carries, right? I was gonna send you. I was gonna send you a photo of this out of the media guy. That's the fifth most all-time in Army history. A single-game carries. Last time that was even close to being done was Carlton Jones in 2005. 38 carries. So mm-hmm. man, what a workmanlike effort by Bryson Daly. And you know what? He got. I guess he got last week. He got back into the playing. Sh- playing in games right it wasn't the result that army wanted against umass but today man if if army doesn't have bryson daly they certainly don't win this game and uh what an effort and we talked about you know we've talked about how hard he runs how hard he plays the game and i mean he's knocking guys back yeah he's getting stopped sometimes for one or two yards but he's moving the pile forward um Coach Munkin said in the press conference, he can get hit by a sledgehammer 36 times and still want to get hit again. That's how tough this kid is. And I mean, that was uh, one of the good quotes from the press conference today. I, 
I mean, just a, a, talking offense first, the defense, we, we will go into what an effort by the defense, but talking the offense first, I mean, certainly uh, Bryson Daly, um, the, the offensive MVP of this game. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, think about it. The 36 carries, he threw the ball nine times. He had four four completions. So he was involved in 45 plays offensively. Um, I don't know how many plays Army ran offensively. And if you, I think they had six punts. Um, yeah. And so uh, six punts. And then you had a couple of guys, you know, uh, Buchanan and, of course, um, uh, Kanye uh, run the ball a few times. But this guy was involved in like 85, 90% of the plays. And, you know, fortunately, he didn't get hurt, which is a miracle. Uh, but, wow, I mean, just what a performance. He was the MVP um, of, of this game. And as you said, they don't win without his performance today. Um, I, I was very impressed, again, very impressed. Yeah, I mean, to, to have um, – man, this kind of gave me, like, 2017 feels where uh, – Ahmad Bradshaw, you know, rushed for over 200, 260 something yards, I think, and carried the ball a high percentage of Army's plays. And, you know, yeah, it was a quarterback driven game on offense. You know, they threw it a little bit. Um, you know, we're not, I don't really want to talk too much about the, the same old, same old when you're, when you're fourth and short and you're going from the shotgun instead of under center. That's, we, we're, we're keeping it positive today and it's tonight. And it's just like, you know, when the offensive line, I tell you, here's my take. The offensive line got off to a good start. I think on both of those running plays, Josh Lingenfelter threw some very key blocks to tight end. And having Josh Lingenfelter back in the uh, lineup, um, he was out against um, uh, UMass, is a big deal, especially blocking. I mean, it's I'm not saying it's like having another offensive lineman, but he is an elite blocker at the tight end position. Sure. And when he, he sealed off um, – a lane for the 62 yard run to happen. And I think he had another key block on the, on the touchdown run, the shorter touchdown run by Bryson, but having Josh Lingenfelter back was really key today. Um, you know, you, you hear that, okay, Bryson's going to start kind of figured he would after playing last week, but he really didn't know what the tight end situation was. And right. if they were going to have Lingenfelter or David Crossan, well, they had Lingenfelter and it made a difference today on the offense, uh, on the offensive side, I think. Totally agree. I thought the whole offensive line played uh, really well. The tight end, obviously, Liam Felter as well. Um, just you know, they got called for too many penalties, but yeah, you know, too many like block, uh, you know, um, holdings or block chop blocks and stuff like that. I think that to me, sometimes it seemed like the referees were looking for the minute thing for Army, but yet Air Force might have been getting away with that same minute thing on their side. That's just my perspective. I think some of the calls, like that one chop block against Finucane and um, Lingenfelter. Did, did Lingenfelter even touch the guy? I agree with you. I thought that was a bad. And that was key. They were they were on Air Force's side. 15-yard chop block puts them way off schedule. I mean, what are we trying to do? Army's winning the game, so we're just going to call it to the, you know, we're going to look at it so closely that then do it for you know, honestly, just do it on both sides. And you didn't see that, even though um, did Air – who got away with a – I think Air Force got called for roughing the passer maybe, and that was kind of a little bit – That was a tough call. So that was yeah. – yeah, that was a tough call. 
Um, I think Army played aggressive today. And I think uh, when you play aggressive, sometimes uh, you, you do commit uh, more penalties than you like, especially these, you know, these roughing the passer type penalties and stuff like out of bounds hits. Um, you know, that, that one call, yeah, they, I think it was a 30-yard gain. You got the horse collar for 15 and then the late hit for 15. Air Force got the ball on the five or six. Um, my, my thing is a horse collar play on a guy who pitched the ball. Is that he wasn't even it wasn't even the ball carrier. Yeah, you still you still can't bring him down like that. I guess, it? I guess. They got, I, I've never seen that before. They got no they got no points from that. They missed the field goal. The ball, the yeah. field, the, the, the 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 kick went you know right over the goalpost there, and they called it wide, which I think was the right call. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's um. You know, listen, I, I I don't fault these guys for playing the way they did because they played aggressively. Uh, what I was really impressed with, most importantly, was the six turnovers to zero. I'm more impressed with the zero than I am with the six, believe it or not. Uh, good point. They didn't put the ball on the ground at all, no turnovers. Well, when you have – so they ran 60 plays, and when your quarterback runs it 36 times and he doesn't fumble once, uh, it's a pretty good <laughs> pretty good stat, you know I mean? No interceptions. Uh, no, it's not nine passes. No interception. Not a lot, but no interceptions. Nothing. Yeah, he was pretty decisive on where he was going to throw the ball. Didn't really force it too much. Um, so um, we have some theme pro saying thank you, Army paid big. Imagine taking Army in the money line today. Imagine <laughs> taking that. That had to be four to five, five to one, something like that. I would say it, it was crazy. We have John Griffin. Uh, thanks for checking in, John. Uh, the six Air Force turnovers and additional two turnovers are down to the side this game. You know, absolutely. And, man, let's just talk defense. I mean, Leo Lowen was <laughs> all over the place. I I uh, X'd or tweeted out that that's a National Player of the Week performance there on defense for Leo Lowen. Twelve tackles, two forced fumbles. I mean, all over the place today, making key stops. Um Jimmy Charlo with a big play, getting the shoestrings of the Air Force quarterback. Um, that would have been a big play. That was only an eight-yard gain to could have turned it off to the races for Larrier. Um, he had a big game. Bo Nicholas Paul. Man, you know what? Before the game today, I'm gonna say this. My daughter's my daughter asked, is Bo playing today? Bo Nicholas Paul is my daughter's favorite player. We talked to him in the preseason, and my daughter was with me when we talked to him. And he was just so real. He was so New Jersey. And we just, my daughter loves the guy. Um, and for Bo Nicholas Paul to come up with two interceptions today, right? And a fumble recovery, three uh, takeaways for Bo Nicholas Paul. And remember, he had that pick six in the, the opener, right? right? So that's three interceptions on the season, his senior year. And I had to ask him, you know, what's the feeling like when you can accomplish beating Air Force, a ranked Air Force team. And let's get this straight. We're going off all over the place here. That's what this game was about. So Air Force, they stopped Air Force from celebrating and being CIC champs today. Now all Air Force can do is retain if Navy beats Army. If Army's – if the ball's in Army's court, you beat Navy up in Foxborough in December, you, you win the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. And what's the number one goal in this program? When that's right, you're right. You're absolutely that's right. the number one goal. So Army, now, Army ruined Air Force's season today. Uh, no matter what they do, the rest of it, Air Force is a decent team, they're a good team. But no matter what they do, uh, even if they run out and they get into a, a nice bowl game, which they have a chance to still do, I you know, a New Year's Day bowl game, I doubt it, but possible. 
they ruined their season uh, today. And um, big game. Good point. Yeah. It's a good point because um, so Air Force was this, they're number 25 in the CFP standings, rankings, whatever you want to call them. But and Tulane's the only uh, group of five team ahead of them. So Tulane beat the one and seven East Carolina team 13 10. They're not that much better. They barely won, but they're ahead of them. James yeah. Madison will be ahead of them now too, but James Madison does not get to go to a bowl because they're yeah, which is a joke, which is yeah. a joke. But uh, more on this game. I mean, the defense with all the turnovers. I mean, man, uh, Quin- Quindrell and Hammonds. <laughs> I mean, that one sack that he had when he he, he read the play that forced I think Air Force into his first field goal. Right. Great play there. Um, who am I missing? Who am I missing on defense that really came? Jackson Powell. Jackson Powell came to play today, and Jackson Powell had that one play where he read it. He blew up the play. I think it was on fourth down. Maybe I, I'm pretty sure it was a fourth down play, and that stopped uh, Air Force from 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 getting in scoring range. And uh, Powell was all over the place. Cam O'Gara made plays today. The defensive line held its own. Um, they played off. Other. They played off of each other. One guy did did great. The other guy did great, and they went it went down the line. And you know, uh, you know, I think what they do, they took a very good quarterback, and they took him out of his game right away. Mm-hmm. I felt that you know that that fumble, that pass that became a fumble. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that's not a a college level play. I mean, nobody he had time to pass that ball, and he rushed it. He was out. rushing. Yeah, he was rushing. Yeah. And he and look what happened. He fumbled the ball. Army recovered, and you know, you, I I stood, I sat there watching the game, and I said, "Wow, you know, this guy is not the guy." I watch every Air Force game because they're on late at night from the West Coast, you know, from the mountain mountain region, mountain West region, and so I they're on at night a lot. They're on Friday nights, and I watch just about every game. This is not the same quarterback I've seen in the other eight games that Air Force have played. I've probably seen seven of the eight games. He was just totally different. And you know, I, I'm going to say two things. One, Army changed the scenario on him. But two, I got the feeling right from the get-go that Air Force entered the game a little cocky. Um, and like, you know, we're going to try. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not going to have much of a problem with Army here. And that 62-yard 60, uh, uh, touchdown by, uh, by Daly changed everything. And then the stop on fourth down, getting the Army ball, I think it was on the, help me here, 34-yard line. The Air Force. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Army has short field. Army has, yeah, you're up ten nothing. You know different- they weren't really running anything. They were running base plays. It seemed like Air Force yeah. to the, run the fullback. You know, then quarterback keep maybe, and you know Army was able to. I I want to say I'll look up the stats in a second, but Larrier was off running rushing stats weren't very good. Um, yeah, Ninety three yards. I'm sorry, forty five yards rushing. How um, many carries? But 20 carries, 20 carries, 2.5 yards a carry for it. And and Michelle, Michelle, the the leading running back. Yeah, Michael. Michael, He had 37 yards on eight uh, carries. Yeah. 13. So the seven was under three yards. So so Larrier didn't turn the ball over in their first eight games and turned the ball over three times. Two, Two, three times. One fumble. And I thought one fumble and. Maybe two fumbles, but one, definitely one fumble. The pass, you know, that wasn't. Yeah, it was two because he got sacked late in the game. Late, or, or was that the backup that got sacked? I don't know. Late in the game, 
four, sorry, four times. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know what? Uh, Art checking in, much needed victory for Army. Absolutely. A five-game losing streak. They never had a six-game losing streak in season with Jeff Munkin as the coach. That doesn't happen today. Um, yeah, you, you know, um, the, we, we're talking about the defense and everybody. Uh, Charles Davis checking in. Thanks, Charles. Really appreciate you watching. Um, yeah, I mean, just they frustrated Larry all day long. And, um, you know, the defense – get uh, Nate Woody gets a lot of credit. And Jeff Munkin was saying he knows Nate Woody can coach against triple option offenses. And, man, he showed it today. He had his defense ready. Anybody that came in there contributed. I think on that Leo Lowe and sack, let's – I want to make a mention that Andre Miller recovered the fumble. That's a great moment for Andre after, you know, about a month ago – he was taken away on a stretcher at Syracuse. He came back last week, played three plays against um, against UMass, and today here he has a fumble recovery in a CIC game. That to me, that's that's really awesome. I, I heard um, I got a tweet from somebody's um, Army grad saying that put a tear to his eye because very emotional time. You get to know these players a little bit. Um, especially people on post get to know these players a little bit. And uh, man, that's that, that was a great moment. A moment that probably is overshadowed a little bit. Great win. Go army go says Charles Davis. Yeah. Now, I mean, Holy cross comes to, they have two straight home games against Holy cross and coastal Carolina. Um, coastal Carolina did pull out a win today. Um, so they're, they're six and three. Now they're bowl eligible. They pulled that they're two and oh, without Grayson McCall at quarterback, you know? So, I don't know if Grayson McCall comes back. He's in concussion protocol. Hasn't been cleared yet to play. That's two weeks away. Now they'll focus on Holy Cross. You know, can't take Holy Cross lightly, but certainly has some momentum heading into next Saturday at Mikey. And, um, man, um, I just, I mean, like I said, it just so much reminds me a little bit of the 2017 game. Um, 2017 team, you know, was, 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 was a little bit better, but it shows you how close that Army was right, Seth. If if they maybe just if they the turnovers weren't there in a couple games, they probably have a few more wins. I know you don't like to look in the past; you like to look ahead. But um, you're right. I mean, Louisiana Monroe could have been a win. BC could have been a win. And um, uh, what's what game? Oh, Massachusetts, UMass. Yeah, these are th- three games that you know. But you know, ifs and buts. You know, it didn't happen. One um, possession games. Yeah. You got you got to look forward, and you got you got Holy Cross coming in, which gave uh, Boston College a tough game early in the season. BC is playing really well now. Um, Army can still finish six and six; it's possible. You know they, um, they obviously there won't be any. I guess there, there'll be a line on Holy Cross. It won't be official because Holy Cross is a different level, but they'll be favored against them. You know, as of today, if I was to you know say, I would guess they'd be favored against Navy. Um, going into that game, they played it next week. We have to wait for that. And Coastal Carolina is a good team, but who knows? Um, yeah, they play what, happened, what happened with Navy today? Did, did Navy Temple, they, they were losing 17 0 at Temple, they lost 32 18, I believe. Hmm. Uh, it's yeah. a very bad Temple team, so yeah. Navy's up and down. So, who knows? You know, hey, listen. <laughs> Army's playing for something now in the uh, in, in that game. Navy's just playing for you know for, to beat Army. Of course, that's a big deal. Spoilers, so to speak. Uh, Army can Army can win um, the CIC. Navy can't win the CIC. The best they can hope for is one and one. 
So this is a much more important game for Army in terms of the CIC than it is for Navy. Of course, they always play tough. Yeah, wow. You know what? Low in stats, I thought that you should add a couple of tackles and maybe a sack. Or It seemed like he did more than 12 tackles. Two tackles were lost, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. It seemed like there were a couple of Leo Lowens on the field today. You know, it seemed like there were multiple. He played. He played the game of of this of his season that so far this year. I think that a lot of guys and they and they so deserved it. It's been a tough year. And when those four guys, three seniors and a junior, were up on the podium in the press conference, he could just feel the relief on their parts. You know that you know they 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 won you know a, a really big game after so many tough games this year. You know losing five straight and of course losing Louisiana Monroe. They needed something like this very badly, and I'm sure it's a very nice flight home for the Army team. Um, yeah. I'm sure Munkin is very happy. Jeff Munkin, you could see the same thing with him. This guy, you know, I was at the press conference. We, we had him on the press conference on Tuesday, and then, you know, uh, last week against UMass. You could see he was confused. He was disheartened. This is a much relieved guy winning this game, um, you know, and um, got to give him credit. Got to give credit to uh, Nate Woody. Got to give credit to everybody. I mean, they played the game. You know, they, they really did. Uh, second half, you didn't see a lot of offense from either team. You know, Munkin called it a slugfest. That's what it was. It was two teams just battling it out in the trenches in the second half. And, you know, we didn't have any score. Uh, it was 23-3 at halftime. It was 23-3 as a final, um, which was yeah. surprising. Um, I'm sure you, if you had the over of 36, you know, at halftime, you'd say, I'm, this is easy. I'm going to win this. But they didn't score. Um, Air, Force. Air Force, the second-half team. You know, they're a second-half team. Well, Zero points in the second half, you know. Well, so. the second half team defensively, offensively, I don't know what was wrong with them. I mean, I guess Army was wrong with them. That's what was wrong with them. Army, yeah. Army had their number. Real real uh, quick, Coach Munkin, credit the scout team for – also credit the scout team for Army success uh, today, yeah. saying the scout team showed them some good looks. Uh, Quinn Moretzky. So we got three of three for Quinn in this game. I went back and did some research because I'm like, I wonder if Quinn Moretzky's ever missed – a field goal in a service, a CIC game. Well, you have to go back to his freshman year, but he's made seven field goals in a row in CIC games. So he, he's clutching those games. And I mean, there were no doubters. His field goals were no doubters. They were straight down the middle. I mean, he's pumped up, you know, I'm, I'm sure Cole Talley's pumped up when he's kicking, um, you know, the kickoffs through the goalpost of, um, of an NFL stadium. And, you know, I'm sure you're pumped up and uh, you know, even like on, on, on kick on punt coverage. I think Cooper Allen's shortest punt was covered pretty well by Ajan Marshall almost immediately on the, um, on the return man for air force. So um, man, I mean, when you get a guy like Ajan who's been a senior and who's been a starter and he's, you know, now taking a, maybe a role as a slot wide receiver, a little different. And when he's out there playing gunner on special teams, his senior year and out there making a difference on special teams as a gunner, that tells you, you know, there's really strong team chemistry and there's a really strong vibe, even though they've been through some rough times this year. Let's give Cooper Allen some credit. Um, you know, he had a tough game last week uh, with the one punt and then the, the, the fake, uh, the fake on fourth down punting and who knows what happened there. But yeah. today this guy, you know, he, he did everything he was asked to do. He you know had a 52 yard punt. He kicked them high. The coverage was good. He did everything he was supposed to do today. And, you know, he bounced back. In a big game, they won't play. Bounce back. Yeah, 
It's a great I'm, draft. Good for him. Good for him. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. When I when I saw Cooper Allen back there, I was just like, okay, let's just get this punt off. You know, right. let's get this punt off and get it up in the air. And he did that, and um, did did what he had to do, like you said. Um, so was, you know, when you when you don't turn the ball over, when you can control time of possession to a point, and when you can get the defensive effort you get you got today, on top of the special teams play. Should win most of the games, right? You should win most of the games. So um this is the, I mean it says every time, so he's right again. You know, they didn't turn the ball over at UTSA, is that correct? That's what he said. Um, I think so. Yeah, I so, think so there you go. Don't turn the ball over, you win games. And he's been saying that. I've known the guy for two years now, and uh, you know, I've been interviewing him for two years, and he said the same thing every time. And the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, just um man, I was gonna get to some comments on um you know, social media that I might have gotten just for replies and stuff like that. But first, I mean, um, I will give credit to Connor Crean, Crean of Bar Barstool Sports. He was the only person I saw having um Army uh, win win the game today, fourteen thirteen. I mean, he he gave Air Force a little bit too much credit, I guess, as all as all we did. You know, I mean, what it was what a win. Um, I'm trying to. I had twenty four fourteen Air Force and. You know, when 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 the game flow starts with an army touchdown, and then they stop them on downs, and then you know they go up ten nothing, and then they add they add, keep on adding to the score. You're waiting for Air Force to counter punch, and you're waiting for a big play from Air Force. You know, we're looking for them to hit a big play, and you know, I I, I would have to look, but I'm not sure if Air Force had a, they didn't have that huge chunk play. That normally in games in the service academy games could be a could be a difference maker. They did that. Their biggest play was probably a pass of maybe 20, 25 yards. And it didn't have I'm gonna look right now. It wasn't much. Was two pass attempts, one hit off the guy's the, the, the wide receiver's chest. You know, he could he should have caught that. That was uh late in the first half. Um that should have been caught. And then in the second half, um uh the quarterback uh Larry uh, overthrew a wide open receiver. Uh, kind of rush to play. Uh, so he had those two if, if he completes both of those, it's a different game. It's a much different game because both of them would have been touchdowns. Uh, maybe not the first one. First one maybe even on a five or eight or ten yard line, but who knows. Um, we talk about Army's lack of big plays this year in offense, right? Air Force had one play over 20 yards, a 27-yard pass. Army had that 62-yard run by um, Bryson Daly. And then that I love to see it, and we need to see it against UMass. And we did that wheel route to Tyrell Robinson for, I believe, 20, 23 yards. That, that that that's a play that's there that gets Tyrell Robinson involved in the offense a little bit more. He should be more than man. I don't know if he even carried the ball today. I think he had he had one catch, and he might have had one yeah, one, one catch. catch. Yeah, I think he had one catch. He. Um... That's it, yeah. One catch for 23 yards. No carries for Tyrell Robinson, but, I mean, you got a threat there. Let's see what Art has to say. Um, Army seemed to be playing downhill all day once they gained momentum. Yeah, I mean, man, <laughs> I look at the stats, and it's a little bit like holy, uh, Bryson Daly, and I say, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm going to record the um, college football final for ESPN. And if the Army team doesn't get a helmet sticker or Leo Long doesn't get a helmet sticker tonight, I'll be disappointed because it was that kind of game. It's a game that puts the Army back on the on the map nationally, right? I mean, it's a game that you're playing against a ranked team. 
Granted, I wish the game was on CBS and not CBS Sports Network, but um, they had the Ohio State Rutgers game on. So, I mean, <laughs> you're definitely not getting that that time slot. But, I mean, uh, it, it puts Army back in. And I said, uh, you know, um, one of the Ask for Football guys tweeted that this game will do wonders for their turnover margin, right? They're plus six after this game. So that helps when you had – they were leading the nation with Hawaii in turnovers this year at 20. They had 20 turnovers this year. And so that hopefully gets them a little bit closer to the uh, to the positive uh, category overall for the season. But I said this is going to do wonders for recruiting too. When they can go and beat a service academy rival, we know how much head-to-head recruiting goes on between Air Force, Army, and Navy. And it can get really nasty when it comes to Army Air Force recruiting um, from some of the stories I've heard on, on, on the Zoomy side. So it can get, it, it can get not, you know, so Army can, when Army can go up to Colorado and come back with a dominating win like this, I mean, it's going to help recruiting. You know, this, this season wasn't so good for that right now when you're, when you're seeing Air Force at eight and zero, when you're seeing Army, you know, struggling at two and six going into this game, this game changes not only, you know, you talked about what it does to Air Force's season. This gives Army their top goal to achieve, and it also helps with the, on the recruiting front too. It, it, it changes everything for the last three games of the year, and uh, um, you know, the Holy Cross game now it, it means something. It's a, it's a, I know it's a FCS team, and. Uh, um, uh, but it, it means something. Coastal Carolina is a good team. It means something, and Navy always means something. So uh, it, it, you know, Army can still finish six and six. I know that they're probably not going to a bowl. They need some sort of special. They can't yeah, yeah, they can't go to a bowl. Yeah. So, but six and six, losing five in a row, finishing six and six. If we can do that, uh, is pretty good. So I think that's what the coaches are probably telling these kids. And when they get back to work tomorrow and Monday. And, you know, now, you know, pay attention to a decent Holy Cross team and play the same kind of, hey, uh, Holy Cross and everybody else is going to be you know, targeting uh, uh, daily now. Uh, you know, that's what they're going to be doing. So uh, hopefully the Army offensive uh, coordinators are going to sit there and say, OK, we got to come up with something else because, uh, you know, they got to they got to be ready for everything. So let's see where we go from here. But this changes the whole season and one of the best games I've ever seen Army play. And uh, well. Um, very happy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's it's a good game. I mean, I personally, you asked me, and I said that that streak buster against Navy is probably the best game that I've ever seen Army play as far as what it meant. I mean, as far as meaning, this is pretty up there because, you know, we talked about knocking Air Force off from the ranks of the unbeaten, talked about getting that, finally getting that AP ranked 52 straight games. They've lost to AP ranked opponents. That's finally by the wayside. You wish they could have one of these days beat a a good power five program, you know, an elite power five program. That's probably the the last missing um, notch and maybe coach Munkin's belt. But now with going to the AAC, those games might be few and far between, you know, so we'll have to see what that is here. Charles Davis daily did a great job today. But I do miss getting the other running backs involved, like uh, uh, Tyrell Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I I saw Markel Johnson in the game today. I did see him in the game. He didn't touch the football, but I did see him in the game. I wish we could see more Markel. Maybe we'll see more Mar- Markel uh, as in his last three games. You know, I think that you know Kanye Udo had nine carries, thirty-seven yards, from what I I, I just saw. So I mean, and other than that. 
there were, I think there were 11 carries that were not by Bryson Daly today. So uh-huh. there was not a lot, a lot of spreading the ball out. This didn't happen much game plan, how the game was going game flow. And, um, yeah, 13 this, carries. We have 13 carries. Harris had one at the end, and Buchanan had three. And uh, oh, my fault. Buchanan had three, not one. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at the CBS stuff here, but still, I mean, just. To, I mean, I, I'd like to see more people involved too. I, I have to agree with Charles Davis here. Um, I'd like to see. Uh, Daly did fantastic at everything you expected, but I'd like to see more people involved. You can't have a one-man show in college football. Uh, you know, somebody's going to pick up on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, hopefully there's they, they they do something over the next week, and um, I, I think Holy Cross is probably the good team to go against here going into next week and fine tune uh, the team even more for the last two games. So yeah, yeah. So just a couple notes. Uh, credit Army um, Athletic Communications on this one. Um, it's the first time Army had um, four six turnovers since. Rice, October 7th, 2017. That's a long time ago. And only the second time since at least 1996 that the Black Knights have four six turnovers. So that's something to note. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, here's another correlation from Army sports information that we really appreciate. 170 yards by Bryson Daly are the most against Air Force since Ahmad Bradshaw's. 265 in 2017. So another correlation with that 2017 game to note. Um, yeah, so some some good notes there. Um, it also pointed out that this was the first time Army's beaten a um, a ranked team by 20 points or more since 1958. <laughs> so Army did beat some ranked teams in the 60s. They beat Penn State. They beat Cal. I think they beat um, – Somebody else, maybe Pitt was ranked, but uh, 1958 uh, winning by 20 points or more um, against a, a ranked team. Very interesting, and that was a well, good. We, yeah, we've done we've done a flip. We've done a 360 uh, from last week, right? Because Aaron Scott saying spring and summer going into 2024, we'll add more to the guess the offense screen game counters more speed to the outside, only going to get better. Um, here comes Art. What, what do you foresee Army doing with the two non-conference games in addition to Air Force and Navy to fill out their non-conference schedule in the future? We talked about that, but go ahead, Seth. Uh, well, they're going to go with one, uh, one, one Division One AA school, an FCS school. Uh, they have two on the schedule for next year, Dartmouth and Lehigh, and the bet is that they're going to keep one of them. I would think Lehigh because it's a Patriot League team, but it might be uh, based on where they can schedule the game. Uh, the other game will be against a good team, a, a top team. There is a rumor that is still a rumor of Army uh, playing a Notre Dame home game um, at Yankee Stadium uh, in November. Uh, Yankee Stadium is not available until after the baseball season is over, whether the Yankees are in the World Series or not. They're so. not going to be in the playoffs, Seth. So I mean, well, but you can't you can't do it. You can't, you're not even if the Yankees finish last in the in, in the American yeah. League, they can't they can't schedule a game until the baseball season's over. They don't want to ruin the field, so that, that means a and they always play Air Force the first uh, weekend of, of November. So that means the second or third weekend of November, an Army Notre Dame game, if they can get the thing done. It's, it's been rumored. Where a lot of people have told me about it. Hey, um, hey, 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 hey. Not hey. Done. Yes. I broke that story in 2021 that they were going to be playing. There was a lot of people who told me about it. So, um, um, so if it happens, 
If that happens, that'll be the two non-conference games. And according to the people at West Point I talk to, it's going to go on from there, the same thing. One, one FCS team and then one Power 5, probably not an SEC team unless it's Vanderbilt, uh, Power 5 school uh, like a Syracuse or Boston College. Uh, I heard Wake Forest, Syracuse, Boston Wake College, Forest, right? those type of teams. Yeah, Northwestern. They, you know, Stanford. I hear Stanford is uh, maybe uh, some of these conferences are going are going nine league games. Uh, the Big Ten is next year, and that makes uh, having only three non-league games. And I all want to play one FCS team, so there's less and less likelihood um, of that. Uh, there's yeah. also talk of maybe playing one Sun Belt team, you know, instead of the FCS team, but I don't think that's going to happen. Get your Louisiana Monroe still on the schedule and and the like, man. Yeah. Well, they I do. No, I mean, if if you're gonna be, it's hard to project, right? You don't know what kind of team you're gonna have, you know, each year, so to speak. Um, but maybe you keep a Troy on the schedule. Maybe you keep a Coastal Carolina on the schedule every so often. Every so often, yeah. because you still have, I think you still have two more games against Coastal that were contracted. Who knows? They they might be the games that they got out of. We we don't have a list of the forty games. That Mike Buddy said he got out of, you know, early on, and once they announce the AAC move next year, so we'll see. I mean, I like to spread it. You like, you like to. I know that Coach Munkin likes to play a national type of schedule, right to a point, and so he would like to probably get to places where you can't get to in the AAC on the schedule. I would think, right? I think you want to maybe play some East Coast games, right? You might want to play some Midwest games every once in a while. You might. I don't know if you're going too far west, but you know they do recruit Arizona, California, pretty well. So you want to give there's that's some incentive in recruiting. Hey, we're going to be coming home one game out of the four years you're here, or something like that. You know, we're going to be playing somewhere close within the same time zone. You know, so don't, don't forget the financial aspect of this too. I mean, when you go Tennessee, uh, we know that Eldham was going to pay him 1.5 million dollars to play there. Uh, last year, of course, they backed out of it and the Army got whatever they got. Um, and LSU gave them a, a nice payout and so did Michigan and so did Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma less so because it was supposed to be a home and home. But um, they still have to raise some money and playing a good team with a big a big stadium. Um, now, again, I don't think they're going back to the SEC anytime soon outside of yeah. schools. But, you know, the Big Ten is possible. Um you, you can know. get a million dollars in one of those games. Those, those. You could probably get a million dollars from BC or Syracuse. I mean, maybe a little bit less, eight hundred thousand. You get, you know, you can get that from BC or Syracuse. So, um, um, you know, or Rutgers. Uh, uh, Rutgers is going to be a better program suddenly. Um, one thing I have to bring up, I, I, I noticed Air Force. You know, I knew they were a senior-laden team, but on offense they were starting ten seniors, and on defense they were starting nine seniors. Mm -hmm. um, going to be interesting how they rebound next year um with a yeah. whole team. the whole argument about them keeping you know the, the covid year where they kept a lot of their players home and some of these guys are now their seniors right or could be their seniors and yeah i mean i get it but you look at army's defense right they have eight i think eight out of the 11 starters are seniors um they have guys playing their fifth year too so i mean you know, it's not like Army. It's not like Army doesn't have any five-year guys on their team. They do. They do on the roster. Do they have a 20, 30 guys? No. 
but they have more than double digits for sure that are contributors. How so many six-year guys the Air Force have? I think they may have had a couple of six-year guys because you can okay. do that. I don't know the answer to that, but I think they did have several six-year guys. Okay, so it's a little different. I get it. They were hanging around for that extra year. Yeah. I don't know how you get six-year guys unless they you don't register at the academies. I know Navy doesn't register at all, do any of that stuff. You got four years to play your four, and that's it. That's what they that's that's their philosophy. That's their their style. And you know, Army has you know, like they had a stat today on Jabari Moore. He played his fifty fifth game as an Army football player today. Right. I mean, that's that's five years, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's five years. And Jabari Moore was pretty. He's had his moments in these Air Force games. Um, the one game two years ago in Dallas. Um, I, I believe that the COVID era game too. He knocked down a pass in the end zone. And today he made he was pretty good in the back, you know. The, like we said, Army didn't give up any big one big play, twenty seven yards, and uh, he had pretty good coverage. They tried to go deep a couple times against the zone, and um, you know Cam Jones. I think there might have been an interference penalty, but for the most part, holding their own. And um, you know, a guy who I like to also mention before. I mean, we might as well just mention all the defense. They give Brett Jarena credit for forcing one of those fumbles. Brett Jarena. A junior, right? Brett's a junior. He's he's playing behind Lowen, I think. Uh, he's behind Lowen in, in, in the defense, but he comes in, he forces a fumble, and Army recovers it. Big play, but big play there by Brett Jarena, who's getting more and more snaps as this. He has been a third down specialist uh, for them most of the season. He's getting more snaps toward the end of the season. And Leo Lowen talked about the energy that Brett brings in the press conference, and his dad, Joe Jarena, former quarterback at Army. Um, back in the Barry days, and um, or maybe late, late, late um, Sutton into Barry days. Um, but Brett Arena made a big play. Got it. Before we get off, I want to give that definitely credit. I thought Max D. Dominico was all over the place. He was playing a little bit closer to the line at times, and he may not have made the tackle. I think he had six tackles, but he may not have made the tackle, but he definitely forced, slowed down the Air Force runners a lot when they were trying to get to the outside. Really well played by Max today. Um, man, I mean, we might as well just give a shout out to the whole team because this is was a team effort. And, you know, like you say, the national team of the week, the national defensive player of the week, Army and Leo Lowen should get some some consideration this, this week. I hope they do because it's been rough. It's been really, really rough this season. The first eight games were tough. This is uh, – Certainly some sunshine on, on the program and certainly a spotlight. And um, we'll, we'll see now. Now, um, you know, the biggest the biggest game of the year becomes, um, you know, the biggest game of the year. Maybe, you know, it becomes where the CIC trophies on the line. If this senior class for all they've been through on the field with the close games and just, you know, if they can bring the CIC trophy back to Army. That is a hell of a season. It's a big, it's a major, it's a, it's a, it's a winning season, despite maybe going only six and six or something like that. Um, yep. It's important. And, and it gives the Army everything to play for. You always want to play against Navy. They always do play tough against Navy as they do with Air Force. But uh, now it means a lot. It, it, and it's just uh, really happy for the kids, really happy for the coaching staff. I was really happy for Jeff Munkin. Uh, he, he seemed, you know, down the dumps after Massachusetts with no answers. And, um, and, you know, seeing him on that stage today and what he was saying and how proud he was of the kids 
I, I was really impressed. I, I really was. You can see he cares about his players. I, I always thought that, and he showed yeah. it. I mean, you look at the quote he had to Tony Marino, the the radio um, army sideline reporter for the radio broadcast. You look at the quote he had at halftime. I mean, if that doesn't fire you up, and that doesn't you know tell you he's he's the right fit, you know. Our guys have been fighting the whole year. They've been fighting their whole lives. That's why they go to West Point. They go to West Point because they want to fight. I mean, I mean, that's what they were in today. They were in for a fight, and they won a unanimous decision over Air Force. Uh, they came ready. I, you know, I wish I wish we could have been there, but supposedly, um, from what we heard, they lined up um, on the field like in unison before Air Force took the field to say, hey, we're ready, we're, let's go, let's get this on. And when, it came, when the first whistle blown was blown, they were they were ready to go, and they showed it in their play. Uh, one more uh, comment from Art while we uh, on here. Uh, any sneak peeks or news of themes into uniforms for this year's Army-Navy game? I, I'm not privy to that kind of information, Art. I apologize for that. I don't know what division they're, theme they're going to be. Um this year, but I know they. I know they're going to win the uniform battle. They usually win the uniform battle over Navy. Um, Navy's Under Armour, um, Army's Nike, and um, Nike does a good job and works with Army, um, the history department, even to the finest details of those uniforms. Look forward to them. Um, I'm trying to think. I believe it. Army is the dark color. Yeah, but are they the home? They the home team, or they? Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, the Air Force are the visiting team. So, and Navy was home against Air Force. So, Army, uh, Army would be home against Navy. Okay, so there'll be it, it'd be interesting to find out. They probably will not reveal those uniforms probably till around Thanksgiving time, I would guess. But we'll see. Um, if I get any intel on that art, I'll certainly I'll certainly put it out there on the next podcast or or throw it on the social medias and stuff like that, or maybe even on the website. But that stuff doesn't really get leaked much. They usually try to surprise the cadets by um, showing it in front of the whole core of cadets um, at some point. I think it is right around the Thanksgiving Day uh, week. We'll see what that happens. But thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, Seth Mendelssohn's game story is going up on um, our website very soon. I'm going to have a couple sidebars. I think I'm going to write something on the offensive line. I'm going to write something on Bo Nicholas Paul, I believe, and just the defensive defense's effort. And, um, yeah, check us out. Um, thanks for watching. Um, no problem, Mark. Um, a subscriber on our YouTube channel. We're, we're getting up there on our YouTube channel. Uh, give us a subscribe on our, our Instagram, black underscore night underscore nation. Give us a subscribe there. Uh, check out our website, Black Knight Nation, for stories. Um, you know, check out our Black Knight Nation Twitter account. Uh, BK Night Nation. Uh, we're growing there. We're over approaching 6,500 followers there, which is a good sign. You can follow me if you want on 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 the X or the Twitter. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, Seth, you're not a social media guy, but um, Seth Seth is definitely has a presence on our website with with his stories and stuff like that. So we always appreciate uh, you stopping by on the podcast, and we'll call the night here on Saturday. Army 23, Air Force 3. The Black Knights moved to 3-6. and six. First win over an AP-ranked team in 50 years. And uh, we look forward to talking to you um, next Saturday um, after uh, Army plays Holy Cross, guys. Thanks a lot, and have a great night. Good night.